All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Built for the Outdoors podcast. My name is Nick. And I'm Jimmy. And we have a special guest here with us today. Go ahead and introduce yourself. I'm Matt. Matt is my stepdad. He's up here. If you notice a different sound today, we are up at our camp in north central PA. Uh, So we're not at the studio, a.k.a. my house. (laughs) My kitchen. Kitchen table. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But we're recording this on location, filming videos for you guys. So, uh, yeah, we're excited about doing that. Excited to be up here at camp finally. We've only been waiting for a year. Yeah, you guys have heard about it since we started podcasting. Move that a little bit closer to your face. Yeah, there you go. That'll work. (laughs) Keep talking. What you're saying? Yeah, uh, well, you guys have heard us talking about it in almost all our podcasts leading up. We've been looking forward to it, and it's finally here. Finally here, and we're done with the opening day of PA trout season. I'll kind of give you a little recap of how the day went. We'll just, we'll just say it went good. It was a good day. It went good. It was a yep. good day. Yep. It was a little chilly this morning. A little cloudy to start off with, then the sun came out, and it warmed up pretty good. It was real cold when catching fish and then taking them off your hook. Yeah, your hands hands would get cold. You freezing take, cold. Take a break for a minute because you caught too many fish, and your hands are freezing. Matt got to show us up today. Yeah, he caught the first say. fish. Yeah. Yep. He put the hammer on him. What do you think? It's your first trip up here for. I think that's the old man luck. That's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow will probably be a different day. Hey, you never know. Jimmy outfished me today for the first time ever. Yeah, hopefully uh, it's next day tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I think this is the first time ever Jimmy's outfished me. 100%. <laughs> this was the least I've ever been snagged in anything, too. I, I was the one that was snagged today. Yeah. I, I felt a, like Jimmy. I made a lot of jokes today, Nick the snag master. Right? Yeah, I almost fell in and kept missing fish, and it was just... You'd really think it was me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you watch the footage <laughs> whenever, this co- whenever the video comes out, and you would think it was Jimmy casting. <laughs> you can't see the face, but no, it's, it's me. <laughs> no. I think he was just being nice. I mean, he, he put me in the best spot. <laughs> he apparently put you in the second best spot. Yeah, he was giving us a chance today. Exactly. Yeah. Tomorrow will be different. Yeah, yeah. I did. I did let Jimmy in on the Palomino, though. He did, and I made it happen, guys. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy caught a Palomino. I couldn't believe it, and I don't know if we do. We still have the footage of you catching yours last year. I cannot find it. Okay. Well, if we do, you guys are gonna see that. And I was freaking out when Nick caught his last year, big time, and. I think I was more calm this time when it was on my line. You were just too worried about not was, losing the yeah, fish. Yeah, I was focused. I was laser focused. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a pretty calm retrieval. Yeah, hey, I got him in the net, and then Jimmy let loose a little bit. Yeah. Not too bad though. No, I don't think I said a word until it was in the net. <laughs> no, he did not say anything. Other than I hooked a palomino, I hooked a palomino. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's it didn't take long either. No, it did not. That's what surprised me, because I, I had cast it in there a bunch of times, and I was catching little ones next to it, mm-hmm. and then he bit, yep. and I didn't know that it was him until he flopped out of the water, and I saw it. I was like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was good. Uh, I'm, I'm happy Jimmy caught one finally. Me too. Me too. All I've fished at the lake at home and in the streams at home, and I see them, but never caught one. 
happened today. Yeah, and after two years in a row of Jimmy being there when I caught a Palomino is... Well, no, you weren't no. there. You weren't there the first one. I wasn't I there for the first one. Yeah, but last year you were. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, after after two of my big ones, and it's time for Jimmy to get one. I think we... I think he probably measured 18, 19 inches, something like that. Mm-hmm. Big fish. Nice. It was a nice fish. It's going to eat all right. Yeah. You going to get him put up on the wall? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Better as a nice fish. I would I would put that one up on my wall. Yeah. I don't have any mounts yet. I got to. Yeah. We'll get that the, and then you get a turkey. Yeah. This will be the first one. <laughs> you ever catch them? Palomino? Yeah. It's been quite a few years, but <clears throat> yes, many years ago. I, uh, I've caught a few. You know, but you got—I mean—you got to think about today. For as many fish as we caught, it wasn't a easy fishing day. That water is super clear. Mm-hmm. It's very cold. You know, trout have phenomenal eyesight. It, uh, so we were very lucky to catch as many as we did. Yep, that is for sure. And they were—they were definitely being finicky this afternoon. They were not eating as as willingly as they were this morning. Yeah, took a couple, couple lure changes, a couple fly changes. Yeah, I only got two. Yeah. <laughs> this afternoon, that was part of the reason I got waxed on the fish count today. Was this <laughs> afternoon? Hold that a little bit closer to your face, there, Jimmy. We probably caught fifty. Oh, easy. Sixty somewhere in there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we caught a bunch. We might have caught fifty in the morning. <laughs> we were pretty close. Didn't we say something about the person who caught the least amount of fish today was on cooking duty the rest of the weekend? <laughs> I like that. Oh, I, I cooked like breakfast that. this morning before that deal was made. Okay. Jimmy <laughs> Jimmy was supposed to cook dinner. He almost let the charcoal go out before yeah. he put the hot dogs on. He was too busy talking. Yeah, sitting here BSing, drinking a couple of Jack and Cokes, and got to not thinking about it. And, and it almost went out. They were It was just warm enough to cook them. So we about, we about missed out on dinner. <laughs> yeah, we had to replenish our caloric deficit for the day between the fishing and then we went up on the mountain and grabbed my choke cameras from up on the mountain and saw some pretty cool stuff we'll have some pictures to show you guys put them up on the on the instagram page uh got gray fox couple bucks uh, black bear fisher flying squirrel and a lot of things i didn't expect to get on <laughs> choke cameras no especially not a flying squirrel that's just yeah, that was the that was at the bottom of my list of That's things wild. I expected. And it was there multiple. It was days. there a lot. <laughs> it was at the trail camera a lot. Just <laughs> one tree. And for whatever reason, it must like that tree. Mm-hmm. It was it was there a lot. That was neat. It yeah. was real neat to see. Jimmy got to go up the mountain for the first time today. He almost died. Yeah, I can tell you. If I'm going to hunt in the mountains, if you follow us on Instagram, you saw the story today of me saying I'm not built for climbing the mountains. I'm built for the outdoors, not mountain climbing. But got to get in shape so we can do some hunting up here. Some promising sights on the trail camera. Yep, as long as they all made it through the winter. The only bad thing is we didn't get any pictures of them after deer season. So hopefully the, there's some bucks made it through. Because we'll be, that was loud. So hopefully we'll be. We try to get up here for uh, archery bear season. That'd be good time to get up here we gotta get jimmy to lose a little weight before he goes trudging up the mountain oh absolutely because if not he's gonna leave before he gets daylight and he'll be up there about noon yeah so we were saying i'll have to leave at 2 a.m or camp up on top of the mountain one of the two 
because I will not make it in time at least. <laughs> well, and, I'll just tell you this, Jimmy. Lose weight or not lose weight, we come up here to go deer, bear, tree stands. I'm hunting right down here in the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> you have to walk a little bit to get off of the property, get onto the state property. We'll definitely have to walk a little ways, but at least it's either downhill or flat. Flatter. Yes, flatter. Downhill that's not covered in slippery leaves and sticks under the leaves it will throw you down the hill. <laughs> After trudging up that hill last year for a bear with you know, a fanny pack on and carrying a gun and everything else, I know I slowed Nick down by a tremendous amount because he had to keep stopping and waiting for me so I didn't have a heart attack walking up the hill. Yeah. <laughs> I know Nick. Going, if Nick would have went up there to pick up those trail cameras by himself, it would have probably been a way quicker trip than throwing me in the mix. I, I make it 10 yards, and i got to take a breather. <laughs> yeah, it was funny, you know, starting out, walking up there, and Jimmy's behind, and then, then you start here. <sighs> I'm pretty sure I could hear his heart beating at one point. <laughs> probably. You probably could. At one point, I thought it was going to beat out of my chest, so I'm, I'm sure you could probably hear it. It was going crazy. I'm not used to that. Then I had to keep lying to Jimmy to tell him it was closer than what it actually was <laughs> that's what on the way down nick was saying uh we just got to go to right there i said you don't have to coax me down a hill <laughs> you just got to get me up there <laughs> well you understand i stayed behind you not because i'm old and out of shape but because i was looking out for your well-being and if you fell and started rolling down the hill i could stop you from rolling all the way to the bottom i appreciate it somebody would have stopped the bowling ball yeah yeah, that way if you collapse, somebody can stop you before you rolled 400 vertical feet down to the down to the bottom of the hill. Yeah. Ended up in the creek. Yep. <laughs> it's probably been a nice cool off getting down to the creek. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that bad. You know, Jimmy's phone's going off here. Does that phone say my love on it? It does say my Is love. Is that really what it says on the screen? It does say my love. <laughs> See if you put it on the if you put it on like the carpet or something like that, we won't hear it vibrate. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. Especially when she's gonna call you back here in a couple minutes. Well, this is the second call already, so yeah. Who knows? I'm the only one with phone service up here. Yeah. <laughs> and I said earlier today, it's surprising she's left me alone this long, knowing I have phone service. But yeah. Yeah, not she's anymore. making up for it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But yeah, walking up a mountain's tough. Walking down a mountain. Not semi, quite as tough, but it's as a tough in a different way. Yeah, Nick asked me about halfway down or if I felt it in my thighs yet because at the top I said, oh, no, it's not that bad, you know, coming down. Don't feel it in my legs. I feel it in my ankles. He said, no, I don't feel it yet. Got down a little farther. I said, okay, I feel it. Every step you take, your leg shakes whenever you put all your weight on one leg. Mm -hmm. and yeah. It's going to take some getting in shape to do some hunting up here. Yeah. It'll be worth it. Yeah, man. It's a good time. Hopefully, the last two years before we come up here, there's been a cold front roll through. So, hopefully next year, knock on wood, we get some get a nice cold front rolls through for that weekend. And see, so either some deer or some bear, one of the two. Mm -hmm. I'm not partial to which one. But, uh. Oh, we were here fishing. We better talk about the fishing some more. 
Saw quite a few people today, surprisingly. Yeah. Last year we saw some, but they didn't stick around too long, and it was, it was pretty packed today. They just seemed like it kept coming, so you just three of us got spread out a little bit. You know what I mean? Just yep. Got to keep got to keep the distance that way people stay back a little ways. People whole hop real quick. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, but at least they were pretty respectful. Nobody really pushed in on us too hard. Yeah. No, they were. No, close to somebody coming about 34 yards away, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's not too bad. Definitely been in worse situations. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely could be worse. Yeah, for we sure. We could have been down on the Big Creek somewhere and been shoulder to shoulder with people where one of the only spots where you can climb down to the creek without falling off the edge. I'm sure that would have been packed down there especially the one bridge it's always back there i mean how many different streams are up here that they stock um i don't know uh i know i know they stock up this one a good ways uh, almost to the where you start heading up the hill to the, the state park up there on top of the hill and they stock all the way down to the big creek and they stock down a good big creek a little ways until it gets into the catch and release area. And they stock up the up the creek, uh, but I don't know how many big creeks there are around here. I, I think they stock the the next big hollow up. I think they stock in a couple places up there. But I mean, uh, I'm looking at the map now, trying to figure out where the big creeks are because. <coughs> Like all the orange lines are, like the main main creeks are probably the ones that they stock. All the little offshoots, I I would highly doubt if they stock those places where there's roads along the creek. Pretty much, those places that they're gonna stock. Well, I'm sure a lot of people go to the lake as well. Oh yeah, I would imagine the lake is probably packed. The one down downstream and then the one upstream is probably packed as well yeah they they put a lot of fish in this year I don't think as many as doesn't feel like as many as the past couple or or we just we did a lot of putting back this morning compared to yeah I didn't keep any yeah today I don't know if I might keep some Monday or probably not tomorrow but um, oh nice the uh I the small ones I kept two of them. I kept three rainbows. Not small, small compared to the Palomino, but two of them were bleeders, pretty heavy bleeders. So yeah, that's the main reason I kept them. Yeah, the ones that I'm pretty sure are not going to survive when mm-hmm. you let them back in there. Keep them, but I didn't have anything like that today, so I didn't. I just didn't keep them. It's because you didn't catch any fish today. <laughs> I uh, people watch the YouTube video. I caught plenty of fish, just <laughs> no, not I've, quite as many. I better not talk that, or it'll be me tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's talking shit now. He's just wait. I don't ever keep any. I'm just not a big fan of uh, the way they taste. So I'd love to see some good recipes to try cooking a little different. The ones you cooked last year, Nick, were they were good, but I've just never been. It's got, to me, it's always had a really you know, strong fish taste to it and that's just not my not my cup of tea i think you get the bigger ones like jimmy's palomino like it'll have that red flesh 
the little ones they all just they're white white flesh that you either get the fishy taste or it doesn't taste like anything but the bigger ones that get that red flesh on them they, I, I like the taste of them a whole lot better than the smaller trout yeah for sure when i've i've tried your palominos in the past you've made them in my house and definitely a different taste than the smaller stalker rainbows that's yeah for sure. you actually get i don't know i think with the with the small ones you get it's textures not as good with them either it's kind of like a little bit mushy mm -hmm. but you get the older fish because that's what that's all it is the bigger fish are just the older fish and you get a whole lot firmer meat out of them and you get more flavor better flavor so you you and i were talking last night on the way up matt those uh those big ones you can fillet that type of stuff and the bigger they get it's easier to do that kind of thing instead of just cooking them whole in tin foil you know and makes a difference when you can do that kind of stuff it gives you a different taste and you said the bones gets the bones out of there and those trout just full of bones those small ones you can't can't help but swallow a couple while you're trying to eat them and i know i made a couple of those small ones last summer that we caught up here and they were straight mush i mean it to the point i had to toss them for the most part when i was i got done cooking them i started eating them got like halfway through well then keeping them in the freezer yeah. if you don't have them vac sealed where there's no air into them they'll just they fish does not last that long in the freezer no, no you definitely got to get to it mm -hmm. definitely got to get to even it. if you vac seal it it still doesn't last as long as red meat yeah and a lot of the ones they were larger i mean they were considerably larger than what we catch down home For i mean sure. up here they were 12 14 inches uh, i mean yeah, they were about three or four inches than the bigger ones we were catching last year like the average size was significantly bigger than what it was last mm -hmm. year when we were up here in length and weight yeah they were they were fat fish too they mm -hmm. were they weren't little skinny long fish they were they had some shoulders on them they were they were good sized fish for sure well you know you got to give credit where credit's due i mean you think about what the fish commission has done now you're seeing larger fish they're stocking more fish you know the game commission on the hunting side has done a phenomenal job in you know i, I mean i'm 30 years older than you guys but back when i was in my early 20s turkey were non-existent they were far few and in between and now everywhere you look you see large flocks mm. well you, you had know. to come up here to hunt turkeys like this was the spot in the state that had turkeys was up where we're at now and now it's the exact opposite now you're lucky to see one turkey every three four years up here and they're everywhere down home it used to be the complete opposite like this is where everybody would go to hunt turkeys they also didn't hunt them in the spring either they'd come in the fall and hunt the fall rifle turkey season up here these turkeys up here seem a lot more ready to fly than the ones down home ones up here they see you they're they're gone gone they're flying to the next hollow over well you're allowed to hunt them up here with a rifle correct not anymore as of last year not anymore it's got to be shotgun fall and spring well that'll certainly help the population grow yep and, uh, other than the predators up here that definitely doesn't help that and just the 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 logging that they're doing will definitely help some but places that they don't log just the monotony of open hardwood forests if there's not an acorn crop there's not really much for them to eat there's no grasses for the bugs to be on 
like you were saying, that spot up on the mountain we were at today could use a burn, which would be beneficial. Yeah, where all the mountain laurel is yeah. and all the leaf litter on the ground, a fire comes through that burns all that leaf litter off and, you know, other stuff can go through. Yeah. And uh, There's no undergrowth that's worth, that's that would bring them to the... No, other than beach brush. And the tunnel thing, near as I know, the turkeys don't mess with the beach brush much. Well, something has definitely changed over the years because even... You know, even the deer herd and the size of the deer herd, you know, when I was starting to hunt, you know, in my teens and 20s and you would go up to the mountains, it was nothing to go out and sit in a, you know, stand, a ground blind, something and see 30, 40 deer in a day. And I mean, it's been a while since I've been up in the mountains to deer hunt, but I don't think those numbers are like they used to be. But yet, if you go down closer to home, uh, to go out and see, you know, 30 deer in a day is not a big deal. Mm-hmm. I definitely think the deer numbers up here are rebounding from, you know, five, six, seven years ago coming up here. Seeing deer was, like, holy crap, you know, I saw a couple of deer on the way up to camp or at camp. And now, you know, you're getting more deer, better quality bucks. You look at the pictures on the wall here of bucks people shot, and you know, you got a couple these three bucks up there that are halfway decent bucks, and those were probably big bucks, and those was in the 90s. And you know, the one up top, it's a four point, and that was the early 2000s, and that was probably a halfway decent buck for up here, but now. We're getting pictures on these trail cameras of eight points that are, you know, up and coming eight points. And I got this deadhead sitting back here that would have been a monster if he wasn't chewed on by the squirrels and the porcupines and everything else. That would have been a 130, 140-inch deer. Mm-hmm. You just got to know where to find them at. And, you know, these places that are fairly easy for to walk to are going to get hit first. But I, I believe if you walk farther back, you'll find really good bucks they just get a look for them well i mean a lot of that's due to the you know the game commission and the rack restriction i mean how long has it been it's been 10 years now since they oh, put I that in? Say it's been more than that but i mean back in because I mean, it was in when i started hunting and i was 12 and that was 10 years ago well i mean i shot my first mountain deer back in the late 80s and it was about the size of the ones on the wall it was an eight point and it was the largest deer taken out of that mountain and hollow that a dozen camps were in that area that entire year. And now, it's one that if it walked in front of me, I wouldn't even shoot it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My grandpa used to come up here all the time, 60s, 70s, 80s, um, to a camp. And they hunted up here year after year. And there, he has a couple, like, they, they all had some character to them, but they were almost basket, you know, basket rack eight points and ten points well, they'd come up like here that. for hunt for the meat yeah That's well, all and it would be. he'd say they some of these these were nice deer in my day you know back in the 80s late 80s and stuff like that and it's that same way he wouldn't he wouldn't pull the trigger on those later in life you know what i mean from what it used to be to what it is now i think a lot of people are getting into the idea that if you let the deer go it's going to grow better antlers i think that's that's part of the part of the reason that you're seeing bigger deer now is people are realizing hey you know if i let it go until next year it's gonna it's gonna grow and 
have a bigger set of antlers next year most likely unless it's on the downhill slide but we don't get too many deer at home that are on the downhill slide well i mean you look at the one i shot this year back home it wasn't uh it wasn't a big deer by any stretch of the imagination but i haven't shot a buck in uh, probably 15 years because taking all the kids out hunting you know you guys all shoot them and we get way more enjoyment out of watching you guys shoot them than yeah. shooting them ourselves yeah. so when that one walked in front of me this year i uh felt a little guilty after i shot it thought i should have let it walk by so that one of you guys could have shot it but then i figured now nah, you've all shot your fair share and i haven't shot one forever See, so i'm my, shooting it's it. my turn this time <laughs> <laughs> that's fair hey i ended up getting one anyway a few days later so it all it all leveled out <laughs> yeah i tell my dad that all the time because he's that way he'll he'll pass one because we're usually hunting in pr close proximity and if it's even headed my direction he's gonna let it go and I, I want him to get them at this point. He's getting older. Well, you better hope that he gets them because you'll miss. Well, that's that's factual. <laughs> that is factual. For real. Well, you know, if he goes out hunting by himself a lot, I'm sure he has opportunity. He just doesn't shoot it because you're not with him to drag it. Yeah, yeah, that's part of it, too. <laughs> I don't know. Seeing Jimmy walk up that mountain today, I'd be worried about him dragging a deer. <laughs> I don't know. I might have enough adrenaline flowing through me at that point. That, uh like do it <laughs> well if you shot one of those does at home all you had to do was drag it onto the pipeline we could have went to with the quad and got it but i'd like to say that's the reason i missed you didn't want to drag it yeah yeah i bet <laughs> yeah i bet that was the reason <laughs> yep I, you know somewhere along the lines you remember that years and years ago it used to be a thing at the camps that if you shot and missed at a deer when you came back they used to cut your shirt tail off and at I heard point, the story. At this point, Jimmy would not have a shirt. Yeah, I'd, That's, shirt I'd be, be naked. Gone. That's what I understand. Yep, I would be naked. And, and I understand now. that it wasn't the gun, so you couldn't say the gun was off because somebody else handed you their gun. That two days before. It killed multiple deer that year. <laughs> killed two deer in two days. One was a little bit shorter than the distance you shot. The other one was more than the distance you shot. <laughs> Yeah, and I didn't bang the scope in those couple days. No, it was me. Yeah, I didn't. I did not bang the scope in those couple days. It and I, I really know it was me after patterning our turkey guns last weekend. Yeah, when you shot that load, and it was up into the left. Yeah, and I said, well, "Is it? Is it you or the gun?" He said, "Oh, it's probably me." I said, "You gotta shoot it again." He said, oh, "I don't want to." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but it it ended up being me, so. I figured as much, but yeah. just practice, 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 so it doesn't happen again this year. Yep, that's all it is. That's it's just it's just practice with them. It's, yeah. it's not thinking about the recoil. Yeah, but oh, if there's something standing behind it, you don't know, standing on the other end where you point. It, usually, the recoil does not come into no into your mind until after you take the shot. You're like, man, that hurt. Yeah. <laughs> so then, why did you miss? I was probably shaking too bad, honestly. Getting they, too excited. They were just dough, but it's been so long since I've killed something. I think I was just too, too wound up, and it happened right at dark. It was we were getting ready to pack up when those deer stepped out. Like I was standing up, and Nick said, "Hold on, deer, deer, deer," and then there they were. And yep. yep. Um, so I, I instantly, as soon as he said it, I hadn't even seen him yet, and I was fired up and ready to get to it and 
I, I definitely feel that I rushed it, especially on my first shot. My second shot was probably real rushed, and then the third shot, <laughs> that sounds terrible to say. The third <laughs> shot, I don't know what it was. Um, yeah, it was, it was rushed. Oh. The first shot, he wasn't. It, we saw the deer, and probably a minute or so passed before he shot. But he was sitting there the whole time, staring at it through the scope. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, well, only shoot when you're ready. And it probably didn't help. I'm like, well, which deer are you shooting? At? Yeah, we're trying to figure, it, make sure we're talking about the right one because he's looking. Because I'm looking through a pair of binoculars. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm watching through a pair of binoculars trying to figure out which deer he's shooting at so <laughs> well i i don't know if it was the second or third shot i said i don't know whichever one's standing broadside <laughs> yeah so that, that helps the guy with the binoculars trying to figure out which deer he's shooting at so i can see if he hit it or not <laughs> and then after he shot the third time he's like i think i hit it i think a mule kicked i'm like you know like unless i wasn't looking at the right <laughs> yeah, he's gear. like not the one i was watching <laughs> no he went over and looked around and and then didn't find any blood, anything like that. I'm like, I think I was watching the right deer, and I don't think a mule kicked. <laughs> I don't know, Jimmy. I know when we went out first day, we went up to uh, to an area that you're only allowed to hunt with slug guns. And uh, somehow or another, things got mixed up the morning we were all heading out, and I had to run to my mother's house, and the only firearm that was there that I could take was my daughter's 20-gauge, which is a youth 20 gauge oh. <laughs> in pink camouflage there you go <laughs> and uh, i hustled back and ran into the woods these guys were already set up it was after light i climbed up in the stand and the deer walked in front of me i don't know 50 yards away yeah and i shot it with a hot pink 20 gauge <laughs> so what you're telling me is i need to find a hot pink uh I'm telling you, if that's what you need, I'll be happy to bring it along <laughs> so you can use it. We d we know it's not the equipment failure. We 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 have already not the equipment, but it that. could be the color. Yeah, it's it's, it's 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 not equipment failure. We can we can rule that one out. So yeah, no, no, it is it is user error. Yeah, I definitely accept the accept the blame and take the loss for that one, but. You know. Next year's another year. Exactly. And I I was starting this month and a little over two weeks it'll be redemption time. Yeah. Turkey season comes around and that's when it starts for me. Yeah. Cause but you well, know what this what this is all about. If you go out there and there's no excitement and there's no adrenaline and it's just uh robotic motion, it it takes a lot of the fun out of it. I mean that's why we do this i mean i understand there are people that still hunt because they need the food or the food helps our family but then there's a lot of us that just go out because we enjoy the outdoors and you know something like you said today fishing up here you know you made the comment earlier this morning that you could come up here and not catch a fish all day and you'd still be happy because you're out here you're in the stream you're in the nature outdoors you're at camp you know you're with friends and family and yeah you're in this setting this the setting and the whole idea of what you're doing is like the it's the purpose of coming up here catching the fish is just a byproduct uh, yeah, that's of it. that's the bonus to it because you you can't beat the view the just the natural beauty all around like everywhere you look there's something yep the quiet the quiet the, as long as your girlfriend's not calling your phone the quiet 
I haven't heard yeah. it buzz. <laughs> I can tell you it only gets better when you become a parent. Yeah. When you become a parent and you start taking your children out and you start to watch that excitement in them and know that you've been part of passing that along and you get to enjoy that excitement and that experience with them and then eventually it leads into taking the grandkids out and leading down that whole road. It, uh, you know, it makes you appreciate it um, that much more. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I love about it. It was like a lot of the hunting and stuff was a family thing for me. My dad, my grandpa, my uncles, and I would all hunt together. And um, that's why, like this morning, I caught that palomino. And one of the first things I did was FaceTime my dad. The same thing I did last year when yeah, Nick caught his. Yeah, when I caught mine, I, I love when he gets to be that. a part of that too. You know what I mean? Just because he, I know he enjoys it. And he enjoys seeing me do it because he got to be, a, like you said, a part of that. And he yeah. instilled it in me. So you know, every, every opportunity you get to go hunting with him or to get him out fishing or spend time, it, uh, one thing you don't want to live with are any regrets. So if you, you know, the opportunity presents itself to go, you absolutely want, absolutely want to go. That's why, I mean, I enjoy going with Nick and Ryan and, you and it just uh you know i've caught my fair share of fish as an old man and now to sit back and watch you guys catch them is just as much fun for me as catching them myself yeah yep i and i appreciate that it's it's definitely something that i'm sure we both appreciate to, mm. and like i was i was super stoked when i heard you were going to get to come up with us because i know it was discussed before and stuff but it wasn't you know, when I heard it was for sure going to happen, I was really looking forward to it. Because, and to be honest with all you guys, normally Nick and I might be asleep by now if it's just the two of us up here. It's <laughs> especially and it's, that first year we come up here. The, yeah, the weather was bad. That did not help. Yeah, the weather sucked. It was cold. It mm. was, we were in bed by nine o'clock or earlier every night. <laughs> I think we were in bed at like eight o'clock when it got dark. We were in <laughs> yeah, bed when it if got it was dark. dark, we were yeah, we were asleep. Well, see, when you get older, you realize that you'll have all the time to sleep when you're dead. So you <laughs> yeah. got to stay awake and enjoy as much <laughs> yeah. as you can while you can because you only have so much time left to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you got to soak it all in. Life's, life's short. It goes by quick. 24 years old, and I see that. It's just blink of an eye. I'm 24 already. and But I, even the past couple of years, I've been taking advantage of as much of this type of stuff as I can because... Hold that microphone still. You got to do it when you can do it. So That's no doubt about it. So you didn't bring any pepperoni rolls with you this time? No pepperoni rolls. So nothing for the bear to steal nope. off the off the front porch nope. of camp? There's no, uh, there's no bear dragging my cooler 70 yards down the hill with a, for some pepperoni rolls this year. Um, I told my mom as soon as we got home that trip, I said, hey, the bears like your pepperoni rolls too because I'm pretty sure we only ate two of them and the bear got the rest. So, <laughs> Well, you know, coming to this place holds a lot of, uh, it's got a whole lot of memories for Nick. I mean, who built this? Your great-grandfather? Great-great. Great-great-grandfather. Great-great and great-grandfather and grandfather. and A lot of people put a lot of work into this place in the 1930s. You know, it was just... You know, this room we're sitting in, like a wall right there used to be the front. <laughs> and they had, what, I think, four or five bunk beds. 
sitting back here and they'd all they were all lined up against the back wall and lay down on it and sleeping they'd have a set of sleeping clothes and a set of hunting clothes and the sleeping clothes were the clothes they ran up they drove up in so and i can only imagine the the stench after over a week in here between bear and deer season and everybody smoking cigarettes and cigars and pipes in here <laughs> <laughs> drinking beers <laughs> used to be an old pot belly stove behind us with coal they used to feed it with coal oh, yeah. that's what that that shed out there beside the outhouse is it used to be the old coal, the shed. coal shed yeah they oh, keep wow. the coal in there and yeah was, i can only imagine what it would have been like back then i don't imagine the smell would have been too pleasant i know after a while it, we start to stink but it can't be quite that bad <laughs> no not when you're if you're got a bunch of people piled in here, I can only imagine. Yeah, you know, you get eight, ten guys in here all smoking cigarettes, drinking beer, <laughs> sweating from walking up and down that mountain. <laughs> yeah, and then they they take their hunting clothes off, they hang them up over here behind me, and put their other clothes on. <laughs> you know, they're two sets of clothes. That's, I mean, I think when I first came up here, your uh, your mother got the camp log out and gave it to me to read. Yeah. And uh, to read back through the generations, through all the experiences and trips of all the people coming up here and what they saw and what they did, and it uh, it's it's funny to see how times have changed. And granted, that only goes back to 1970s. So there's 30 years of stuff that could be in that book, and I w that's what I would like to know is the the other 40 years of history of this place before before we before they started writing it down well mm -hmm. just imagine what it took back then to get all the lumber up here and, mm -hmm. and everything they needed to get up on this hill in order to build this camp it's not like they were driving a truck up here with a trailer on it or no. calling a lumber yard yeah, yeah. and having them deliver lumber to build this place mm -hmm. yep they all had station wagons and cars and they drive across the creek down there up here and get to work. I know you talk about a station wagon getting washed down to the corner there. Yeah, yeah. Somebody stopped, stopped in the middle and uh, the station wagon got pushed down about 40, 50 yards down downstream. Yeah, I was going to say, that's probably a good 50, 60 yard push down there. Yeah. <laughs> In a station wagon, I can only imagine. Yeah, that's why. You, that's why you don't stop in the middle. You just keep no, going. No, you got to keep going, no matter what. <laughs> Granted, vehicles today sit up a lot higher than what they, they did back then. And yeah, like especially my truck or your, your car, it sits up a lot higher in a station wagon. Like you probably you're running boards, or you know, your door panels wouldn't even be in the water now. Mm -hmm. You drove across it, but yeah. That that book, like you were saying, that's a brilliant idea. Whoever's idea that was, that is so great. I love I reading guess, that I book. I guess whoever wrote the first entry in would be whoever's oh, idea yeah. it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Most likely. Right. Nick let me write in it. I don't know if it was last year or the year before, but it was like, I was like almost honored in a way, you know what I mean, to write in that book. Mm -hmm. So much history in there, and then now my handwriting and my name got to go into that. So, you know another 60 70 80 years somebody else is going to be hopefully reading that same book yep as long as uh everybody takes care of that book and the other one there's some pages falling out of it but it's still all together you know i wish we could take it home but we're not allowed to take it home right now 
We wanted to leave it up here in case people wanted to read it up here. But mm -hmm. Eventually, it's going to have to come home before it gets ruined. Yeah, at this stage, it really needs to go home and be scanned. So you've yeah. got a copy of it. So you have it. it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you copy it and bring the copy up here, people are going to read it. Like I said in a couple podcasts, because some of that handwriting is hard to read in here. It's a, it's a nice cursive that nobody knows how to read anymore. Looks good, but you can't read it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looks it looks pretty, but you can't read it. Yeah. Well, so what's the hot for tomorrow? We uh, we staying right here? We fishing locally, or we traveling somewhere else? I really don't think there's a need to go anywhere. Maybe in the afternoon we can go and check out some other spots along the creek, but I don't think there's really any need to move too awful far. Well, hopefully the uh, weatherman is wrong like usual and it doesn't rain all day like it's supposed to because yeah. I know certain people didn't bring rain gear. Yeah, I don't know who that would be. <laughs> <laughs> I brought a half-ass rain jacket and I don't even know how I feel about wearing that so <laughs> well you're a step ahead of me because i didn't bring any oh no <laughs> yeah i got that one sweatshirt it says rain defender it's a carhartt rain rain defender sweatshirt so i'm, I'm sure it's probably water resistant not waterproof <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a light rain it could be all right but like you know, there's always the old hefty bag yeah honestly <laughs> well that microphone is still quit quit rubbing it man it's tough I mean, can hear every time your fingers oh, move. Oh, when on. I'm, yeah. yeah. Don't do it now. Didn't even think about that. <laughs> See, he doesn't have the headphones on, so he doesn't know when he's making stupid noises. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. We did this without headphones, and then when you have headphones, it's like night and day. Like, yeah. I can't tell if I'm screaming. You see anyone that can tell if I'm screaming right now? Hey, you're all right right now. No echo, though, huh? That's not as bad. There's a little bit, but not too bad. No echo or uh, Billy and his Trans Am driving yeah. by the window. Yeah, yeah no, there's definitely no Trans Am driving right <laughs> outside the window that you hear the exhaust of this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Billy badass and his Trans Am. <laughs> and like Jimmy's got the microphone in his hand, so if he wants to look around, you don't hear him talking like this away from the yeah. microphone. He's actually talking into yeah. it. Now you now you just have to hear Nick tell me to quit rubbing the microphone instead of talking to the microphone. <laughs> yeah. If we're going to do this more often, i got to get like a rubber coat on that thing so that way when he touches it, it <laughs> yeah, you can't hear every sound that it makes. It sounds a lot better than when we first started, though, that's for sure. Yes, it's considerably better, considerably better than me recording on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So what's it like going upstream above the bridge? Because I don't think I've ever gone up there. Um, so you get a little bit faster movement section right up above the bridge. Then you get a real shallow or a real deep section that's like real slow moving. I don't know. It's probably four or five feet deep up through there. Uh, then you get quicker moving again, and it kind of narrows down some. And then up to a certain point, you get into a place that a guy has no trespassing signs and it's pretty serious about keeping people off of his property that includes the stream yeah yeah unfortunately pa is a if it's not navigable it's not public property and majority of the people along here are fairly okay with people fishing but that guy is not <laughs> that always makes things interesting 
Yeah. Then once you get up past him, then you get right below the Sportsman's Club up there. And then, well, where the Sportsman's Club property is, you're not the fish there. It's kids and disabled only until you get... There's a bridge that the road goes across the creek there by the Sportsman's Club, and then on the other side of the bridge, they'll, they stock that, too. Yeah, we've had some decent luck. Yeah, that was where that Jimmy lost there. my fish. Yeah, the real big one that left me to drink rum chata and fireball in my coffee when we were all up here together. <laughs> were, you, were you up here for that? I don't think. I don't, know I don't think were. I was. Yeah, I don't think oh. you've been up here yet. Okay. Yeah, okay. but it was everybody else. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jimmy lost my fish. Big fish. He lost a fish. That was when he grabbed my line. Yeah. Grabbed the line? Grabbed the line. It was like a rainbow. Jimmy. It was a rainbow probably bigger than that Palomino, what I thought, today. What were you today. thinking? Uh, I was excited. I was real amped up. I told him, I said, take your time going up to it. And he goes, <laughs> throw my water. rod onto the bank. Running through the water. And then sprint through the water with my net. <laughs> and then he goes and net it. He grabs my line and pulls it towards him. And the way he pulled it was exactly the way that my hook was into the fish. And the fish, I had flossed him, so I caught the, like, I think it was the side of his face or, like, behind his gill plate or something like that, so he wasn't hooked-hooked. Because when he bit and I set the hook, I had a double I had a double dropper on there, and it kind of flossed, and it when got caught back there, and when he pulled it, it just took the tension off of it, and the hook didn't have any barbs on it because we were fishing for brook trout. And I didn't want to put any barbs on it with this, you know, those little six-inch brook trout, and like to put them back. And he took tension off of it, and away it went. <laughs> Lessons were learned that day. I, I would guess. I'm surprised you didn't have to walk all the way back to camp. Uh, I'd have made myself walk all the way back. It was. He was close. It was, was a nice close fish. To having to walk I think. To camp. I think Nick might have seen that I might have been almost as equally upset as he was, because I, I definitely knew better. Than to grab that line like I did. Yeah, yeah. Matt's never heard that story, but we told that on the podcast a couple yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, and then I missed another one. Lost another one in Nick's yeah, fish. Yeah, the day after that, it was a it was a smaller one. Yeah. It was a little bit bigger than the average ones we were catching today down in the catch and release section down there. See, this is really good information because now I know if I go to any bass <laughs> tournaments that I'm not taking you as my partner because well, you apparently cannot net fish. I, he did He did get redemption. Yep, I got redemption. That trip. The next day we were at the catch and release section and he net, netted Aiden a fish. And Aiden caught a good size rainbow trout and uh, for whatever reason Uncle Don let him I just happened to the be fish. there and they let me net it and my whole thought was I can't lose this one. I can't lose this one. Don't grab the line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't lose Aiden's fish. No, no that way. was his first fish on the fly rod, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't have trusted me. He made up for <laughs> himself with the with the pal- my Palomino last year, and even though I was yelling at him the whole time. Because I stumbled. I stumbled stu- and put his hand out towards my line. <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I said, I'll kick your ass if you grab that line. <laughs> and I wasn't kidding, either. I was I was dead serious. No, I might have just jumped, laid down in the creek with my waders on, might as well at that point. <laughs> no, but tomorrow I'm down to, uh, like you said, we can catch some fish here in the morning, and then we could explore a little bit. 
I'm all for that. It is it is nice up above the sportsman club. The creek going up through there. Is you nice. ever been up above there? I want to say yeah. I want to say probably the year before last. I think we were up above there a little bit. I don't think we went very far. We might have a little bit. I know we went up the creek that way. I think you have been up the creek that way above the bridge there. See, I don't remember that. I remember or driving we to the sportsman's club when we walked down, down part of the way. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. I yeah. was here for that, too. Yeah, we did do that. You and walked. We, I think you walked up to the no trespassing signs. Well, I actually, yes, direction. I did. You're right. I did walk, and then when I came out, I came up through that whole no trespassing area. I walked right through there. Yeah, without even. Didn't even give it a second thought. I just, you know, I mean, you see them, but most of the time it's to keep hunters off mm-hmm. and things like that mm-hmm. so i didn't Not even stream didn't even give it a second thought yeah no that guy is very serious about nobody being on his property he won't let the snowmobilers drive through there on that snowmobile trail he won't let them it's go a through bit there. excessive yeah. i mean it's his it's property it's his. he can do whatever yep. he wants with it yeah. it's a shame to be that way but we don't know what happened either i mean there may be a reason why yeah. he, he yeah. is the way he is there very well could be i don't i don't know the guy i don't think i've ever seen him I know he's there a lot. So if you're going and you're thinking, oh, he's probably not there, he probably is there. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably watching. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, I, like I said, I've never met him or talked to him or anything, but just from the sheer amount of no trespassing signs and everything, I, I don't know if I would like to if I was on his property. <laughs> well, I think that's part of what I enjoy about fly fishing is, you know, you need so little tackle. You know, you just carry a little box of flies and a few split shot, and away you go. And I like to cover ground. You know, what we did today was fun, and it was a blast. But to get out and walk and see different parts of the stream and different sections of the woods, I, I like to walk. Go catch a fish and move 100 yards. And it's significantly less tackle than bass fishing. Yes. <laughs> Especially y- your boat. <laughs> Yes, but that's many, many years of uh, of collecting equipment and lures and baits and yes. Well, we can talk. We can talk about that some tomorrow. How many rods do you think you carry in your boat? Wow! At any given time for a tournament or just to go out for fun? If you're just out there. If I'm just going out for fun, probably ten or twelve, and they all have their own purpose. Jeez. That's what I picture a tournament fisher doing. <laughs> well, I mean, each rod, no different than your fly rod. Each fly rod is made different. You've got a fly rod for trout fishing, a fly rod if you want to go steelhead fishing. You've got one if you want to go saltwater fishing for larger tackle. Your bass rods are the same way. That is true. Yeah, we can talk more about that tomorrow. Yeah. If you had to pick right now between hunting and fishing, which one would you which one would you go with? I know it's a it's not a nice question to answer, but uh, actually, it's it's it is an easy answer for me. I mean, I did the whole fishing thing, and we can get into that tomorrow. But uh, it, it would definitely be hunting, and I especially like the bird hunting because I get to watch the dogs work, mm-hmm. and it's because of. I get to go hunting with more people. I get to go with you, and Jimmy can go, and, you know, your mom goes. And, uh, you know, I, I think as you get older in life, at least for myself, I'll speak for myself, as I've gotten older, 
it's more about who I get to spend time with versus let me let me put it another way for I was a huge archery hunter for years and years and years archery hunting is a very solitude thing you're out there you're in a tree stand you're by yourself 90% of the time and it's just you you and your thoughts which was great I loved it I enjoyed it it was peaceful it was relaxing I haven't archery hunted in about five years now once I got the dogs and started to do more pheasant hunting and upland bird hunting and realized how much I enjoyed hunting with the dogs and being able to go out with friends and family and talk and laugh and do all those things it's it's more about the experience and who you're you know who you're spending time with yeah. is what I enjoy yeah that's what that's my favorite thing about like small game I'm big into small game rabbits with rabbit dogs and stuff like that I like being able to walk and talk with my dad or Nick or whoever we're with and you get to have a good time not that being out there by yourself deer hunting and stuff like that isn't a good time but when you can talk about the things that are happening and you're seeing and you're watching the dog work like for me it's anymore it's not about killing the rabbit per se it's about watching that dog work and seeing what it does and i like when you see the rabbit play tricks on the dogs and you get to see all that kind of stuff and like that that's what makes it for me at this point even it's not the going out it's who you're spending your time with so i guess the answer to your question is if i had to choose between hunting and fishing it would no questions asked be hunting i, I think i'd probably go with the same thing i think i would go with hunting but i might be a little different from you guys I've, i'm definitely more of a solitary person i like being with myself and like archery hunting or turkey hunting i like going turkey hunting with you i like <laughs> i like going deer hunting with you i like i like turkey hunting deer hunting by myself you know it's me versus that animal and, you know it doesn't have to I don't have to win that battle every time but the experiences of you know one-on-one -on -one with that animal whether you're trying to call it in or you're trying to figure out what he's doing within you know with deer trying to figure out his movements trying to pinpoint where you need to be you know with the rifle or with the bow and i think that's i, I love hunting with other people but i think my favorite is when i'm sitting there by myself you know with my thoughts and thinking about that animal that's about to walk in front of me or coming towards me gobbling that's that's my favorite thing i, I used to be that way like sitting out there deer hunting and stuff by myself was what i looked forward to um for me i think that answer's switched to fishing lately but now that i think i think you're a more of a of a what are we doing right now oh well, yeah that's for sure that's like for what's sure. what's coming up in the near future that's what i'm into right this second that is true that is true <laughs> which is which is perfectly fine you know i've been excited about this trip for you know weeks and but you know still right behind that thought in my mind is turkey turkey hunt. season right yeah, yeah. that is true you know that first day of turkey season it's just something to watch dogs work when you're bird hunting when you're rabbit hunting <clears throat> i mean nick nick knows this story but and there are days i go by myself i have a bad day at work whatever i go home i grab the gun open the truck throw the dogs in and you know the dogs and i we go out and we spend some quality time together and so you get that alone time but uh 
couple years ago, Jimmy, I was out hunting. It was just me. It was one of those days. Grabbed the dogs, came home early from work, went out across the field. Was probably out there about an hour. Two dogs right in front of me, put up two birds. You know, swung to the left, shot that one. It was you know dead fall. Swung to the right, shot that one. Watched it go down. And uh, at the time, I had Zeus, who's was older. He was about three and a half or four, and I had his son Loki, who was just a pup. He was only about ten or eleven months old. And uh, Loki went after the bird on the right, and Zeus went after the bird on the left. And Zeus brought the bird back to me and sat there and waiting for Loki to come back and waiting for Loki to come back. And finally, he comes back and no bird. And I said, No, I shot this bird. I watched it go down. So I turned and sent Zeus in and told him, you know, dead bird, go find it. Next thing I know, you know, the dogs have bells on them. The next thing I know, I hear this bird squawking and I hear the bell going. And then I hear the bird getting further away and I hear the bell going a little bit faster and mm. it's getting further away and the bird's getting further away and the dog's chasing it. I can't see either one of them because the grass is too tall. Next thing I know, I no longer hear the bird and I no longer hear the dog. Mm. They were out of sight, out of here. I couldn't mm-hmm. hear them. They were gone. Probably three, four minutes goes by. Here comes Zeus, brings me this pheasant back, still alive, <laughs> missing every single one of its tail feathers. Oh, wow. <laughs> the guys that were hunting 200 yards away heard me yelling and hooting because that was just the greatest thing in the world. Yeah, I shot the bird, the bird ran, the dog went and found it and ran it down and yeah. didn't let it get away. Yeah, that's awesome. And I just, I think, it just, I'm amazed every time you take these dogs out that they're able to do what they do. And they want to please us as mm-hmm. owners yep that uh they work so hard to to do that i just i find that amazing right, i'm excited for odin to start doing this stuff i'm excited for him to start getting on birds and seeing what he does i know running around outside you know now he's tail up nose down ears forward just sniffing everything he can now and i'll be excited to see what he gets to smell of a bird in front of him next weekend Next weekend, we'll put some pigeons out in front of them and uh, give them their first taste of uh, bird. Yep, I'll, I'll be excited for that. And I've been clapping around him and hitting pots and pans together, smacking stuff, trying to get him used to gunshots and hopefully get the 22 out here pretty soon and start shooting blanks around him. And Hopefully, sister brings the bumper back because I think he's getting big enough. He'll probably be able to pick that thing up here now pretty soon. And I got one duck that's like a bumper for, but it's shaped like a duck, you know, and I'll get that out here pretty soon and have him mess with that and get the check rope and start. He's about 75% not bringing it back to me and 25% bringing stuff back to me whenever I throw it for him. So, But that's better than I expected with him bringing stuff back. Well, they say right now at that age, it's it's all about the excitement. Just keep them excited. Keep them excited about chasing something and going after something and the the bringing it back and the obedience will come down the road it'll come over the next few months but right now at this age at 10 12 weeks old it's just it's all about getting them excited yeah you know and everything they do is right Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter whether you know we want uh, something different or a different result but right now everything they do is right out there as long as they're chasing and they're excited they bring it back that's great if they don't bring it back that's fine too as long as they're going after it and they're chasing it that's that's the biggest thing at this point yeah i gotta get him some different toys (laughs) 
That dog, if he finds a seam on something, he's opening it. <laughs> I got I got this toy at Cabela's. It's a duck toy. It's like a pretty stiff canvas, but it's got a couple seams on it. And he found his seams, and he got the stuffing out of it. <laughs> Sounds like you need to go find those fire hose toys. Well, he's got a couple Kong toys coming, rubber ones, so he won't find any seams on those. That's <laughs> right. I had to get for my dog, too, my pup inside she she was tearing the stuffing out of everything and we'd give her ropes both my dogs both my inside dogs they love playing with ropes but they pull the little fringes off the end of the ropes they'll play tug of war for forever yeah then they'll stop and then we'll each pull them out of each side and then it's a whole mess again so then we finally got them some of those rubber toys and things like that and it's been way better no mess to clean up and their sharp teeth aren't breaking through nothing yeah. and well, i'd rather him play with the rope because the rope it doesn't there's not stuffing in the rope yeah that's true but the other dogs don't play with the rope so i mean he'll chew on the rope but i'm not playing tug of war with him <laughs> can you imagine being back home right now being no. your mother no <laughs> not me either no <laughs> two what 11 week old two 11 week olds and four other adult labs <laughs> yeah and a cat <laughs> yeah the cat's all right the cat doesn't do much no he takes care of himself pretty much but yeah the two two puppies that's not a whole lot of sleep <laughs> especially with mine <laughs> no four hours mine doesn't let you sleep all that much it's it's every night at two thirty. guaranteed you're getting up yeah, it never fails that whining in the middle of the night, and you you know they gotta go pee or something like that. So you can't just ignore it because then you gotta mess to clean. Yep, up. yep, you you gotta do it. So yeah, yeah there's there's no uh, no getting around it. Well, we're over an hour, we're an hour, a minute, and minute and a half. So I guess we can start wrapping her up here. We'll continue this conversation tomorrow, or it'll be next week for everybody listening. Uh, but yeah, if you if you like what you heard, uh, please give us a rating, a review on Apple Podcasts. Follow the podcast. Uh, Instagram is at Built for the Outdoors, the whole lowercase with the number four. Jimmy's smiling at me because I remembered it this time <laughs> instead of saying the letter four. Uh, Facebook, it's a long explanation. It's all separate. Built for. Built and Outdoors is capital letters. The is lowercase with the number four. YouTube is Built for the Outdoors. It's, it's the same as the Instagram, all lowercase with the number four, no spaces. Um, email will be in the link to this episode. Uh, like I said, if you do enjoy this episode or you enjoy the podcast in general, make sure to tell somebody about it. That's how we'll grow. I keep preaching this every episode, but I would I would like to grow the podcast and I hope you guys would like other people to hear it as well. Um, but as far as plugs go, that's all our social channels. If you do, not not that you would really want to follow our personal pages, but you can find that on the Instagram. Like I said last week, really don't post anything other than outdoor content on our personal pages. <laughs> Almost the same thing as the built for the outdoors. Yeah, just slightly different pictures. But... Uh, yeah uh thank you jimmy for talking to me today yep, i appreciate it appreciate all you guys for listening thank you matt for hopping on with us well thanks for having me i enjoyed it and thank you everybody for listening and as always like i say every episode stay built for the outdoors <laughs>